Well, end of it. That's the new one? Just, it's just a, yeah. it's just a clip. It's right. You put a piece of tape over it, and it'll smaller. Be careful, I'm gonna pop Good morning, Rabbi Yisai. There's a very uh, close friend in my family. I was a shtickle ben bias by um, one of the. Pillars of Muncie, Mendel Parnas was Menachem Mendel Parnas was Nifter last night, or I heard about it last night. And I grew up in that house, so it always helped the yeshiva feel tremendous akaras atayv to him. So today's shmuz should be lezeich and shmasei. I was shmuzing with my nephew Benji yesterday. Benji Bloom was eating by my house. And he said, what happened, I was waiting for your biggest loser schmooze. I didn't even remember what he meant, but then he, was, he reminded me what I meant. And every year, and it happened again yesterday, when I come across the parish of Esau and Yaakov, I always feel bad for Esau. I can't help it. Why do I feel bad for Esau? You have to put yourself... When you go through the Chamisha Chumshi Torah, the Torah does not, it's very litvish. What I mean by the Torah is very litvish. The Torah doesn't go into feelings very much. The Torah tells us what happened, we don't, by Yosef, it says, the brothers took Yosef, they threw him in the bar. That's it. And then they took him out of the bar, they sold him to Yishmael and the Midyanim. We don't, we don't hear too much about it. Right, guys? We don't hear too much about Yosef, Yosef's reaction. Later, we find out when Yosef is already the, the king of Mitzrayim, and then he tells them, to, and then he, he starts with his shtick with the brothers. Right, guys? When Yosef gets his shtick with the brothers, so what happens? So now the brothers say backwards, they say, it all happened because when Yosef, when Yosef cried out to us, we didn't listen to him. So we find out that Yosef cried much later. The Torah doesn't tell us on the spot. On the spot, the Torah, they threw him in the pit, they took him out of the pit, and that's it. So there are things that happen, the Torah doesn't tell us every single thing that happens. But here, the Torah underlines, with Esau of Arosha, the Torah underlines, he's crying, Vayitzak, Tzaoka, Gedoilo, Mora, Admoid. Give me a bracha too. He got nothing left. He's the son of the Golan. He's giving Yitzchak. He's giving brachas all day. And Esav is his mama. She's there all the time. Esav says, "Ta, give me a bracha too." Yitzchak says, "Sorry, I got nothing left. I'm all out. My heart goes out to Esav. I can't help it." And the, who's the other person your, your heart goes out for? Is he thinking Beratius? It's Yishmael and Hagar. Also, Tari gets emotional. Tari gets very emotional when it comes to Yishmael and Hagar. What's going on? Why, why Dafka by, by Yishmael? 
and Esav, these are the two people that the Torah, the Torah makes us, the Torah, for, literally, you can't read these psukim and not feel bad. Can't feel bad for these people. So if the Rebbe wrote it like this, so obviously there's something we're supposed to learn from it. According to Chazal, why do I say Esav was the biggest loser? I say he's, it's a tie. In my mind, I would like to hear from the Olam in Tanakh who the biggest losers are. But it, by me, it's a tie between Esav and Pliny Almoini. Those are the two. It's a, I don't know who's one, who's two. But according to Chazal, Esav was supposed to be the father of half of the Shvatim. It was Yitzchak and Rivka. They had two kids. And it would have been, the Midrashim seemed to say, that Esav would have been had half the Shvatim and Yaakov would have the other half. But he blew it. So that's a pretty big... That means he would have been one of the others. That means it's a pretty big... You blew it. That's, that's a pretty big... Uh, you messed up. Why Pliny Almoini? If he would have married Rus, so he would have been the Zaydi of Mashiach. He messed up. That's also a big time mess up. So if you... According to the, according to the Torah, the two biggest losers... In my mind, at least, I don't. I'm actually. I'm interested to hear if anyone has other. Uh, come to me afterwards. You tell me if you have other other losers, but they're two big losers. What they could have had, and what they gave up, and what they lost. Noach Weinberg has a Meridika essay. There's a book by Rabbi Yaakov Solomon. He wrote up a, bu- a couple of like five or six different shiurim that Rabbi Noach used to give. And I think it's so crucial for every guy to have this in their head. Because it seems like it was Shmuzik of David before that Esav's problem was that he was a Baltaiva. He, he didn't control his Taivas. Basically, that seems to be, the, seems to be what, what he messed up with. And you think about it, what went wrong? Where, where, did, where, did, he, where did he go off the track? The Chavaz Avavaz tells us in Parag Gimel and Avshayavayda that the Torah is perfectly designed to not only help us control our Taivas, that's one stage of controlling them, harnessing them, and using our Taivas actually to help us grow in our Avaydas Hashem. And we actually say it. What is Ma'idecha? B'chol levavcha, Zakh Rashi, B'shnei Yitzarecha. B'chol levavcha, B'shnei Yitzarecha. We're supposed to learn how to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, say with HaYetzatayv, and with HaYetzahar. HaYetzahar, what does it necessarily mean bad? It means our physical desires. We're supposed to learn how to harness our physical desires to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's our job. That's not just a, a side thing. And the Chavaz of is Masber, that when we're young, we're limited, we were talking about it last week with the Lego story, we're limited with our ability to appreciate the better things in life. And the, the, the marshal that Rabbi Meir gives is a brilliant marshal. said it over many times, but it's Kedai to repeat it. He said, there's a guy, you go in Manhattan, and you see a guy, a 20-year-old construction worker, it's a hot summer day, and the guy he has one of those jackhammers. And you see, you know, he's wearing a muscle shirt. 
and the guy he's pounding the, the he's pounding the cement, and the guy his muscles are rippling in the sun. He's schwitzing, and you go over to him and you say, "Hey, buddy, tell me why did you become a construction worker?" So the guy says, "You know, because I like working out. I mean, you could see I'm guns fine. I like working out, and here's a chance I can work out and make money at the same time. It's Givaldic. I get paid to work out. So." Givaldic, you go over to you go to the next guy, the next construction worker, he's a little bit older. He's, you know, he's in his he's in his thirties. You go to him, why you why did you become a construction worker? He's also there chopping the cement. He says, you know, I like working out. You can see also I'm uh, I look I look a lot like my friend over here. This guy's already a little older, so he has a shtickelboich. So he says, but you know, I got kids and I gotta pay the bills. So here's an opportunity I could work out. And I could pay my bills. Like, dude, it's Givaldic. I send my kids to school. And I, they, I buy them things. I could buy them presents. It's a Givaldic Azach, right, guys? It's a little distracting. So that's the second thing. Then you go to the next guy, this, the, the third construction worker. Now, he's, he's already old. He's in his 50s. He also has muscles. But, you know, he's not working as hard as the other two guys. You go to him, why, you, why did you become a construction worker? And this guy says, also... I like to work out when I was young. That's why. And I can still do it every while. I still do it when I feel like it. And it also pays the bills. It's also a nice thing. I sent, I sent my kids to schools. I bought them nice things. I went on vacations with them. So, but honestly, I'm the foreman here. And I can pick any job I want to go on to. But here, we're building a hospital. And I want to, I want to build, I want to be, I want to build a hospital. Thought it's a nice thing, people get sick. And here I have the opportunity to build a hospital. And someday my kids, will, my grandchildren will walk by and they'll say, you know, Grandpa, he built that hospital. So to me, that's, it's meaningful to me. I want to I build a hospital. Then you see the next guy. He's standing there with a hard hat and he has the papers. And he's the architect. So the architect, he's also building a hospital. He's not building it with his muscles. Or he's not even bossing up. He's, he is actually telling the construction workers what to do. But he used, his, he used even more of his kaychas. He used his brains to design the hospital. He spent months, probably years, figuring out exactly how everything should work in the hospital. I spent two years in a hospital. It's taka unbelievable. You have to think of every single thing a person would need, everything the patients would need, everything the families would need, everything the doctors need. You have to, to build a hospital, to design a hospital. You have to be very intelligent. And this guy, he used all of his kaychas to build the hospital. <coughs> what is Reb Noyach pointing out? The third construction worker, right? The guy who's working, he's building his muscles, he's paying his bills, and he also, his grandchildren are going to say that my, my grandfather, my Zaidi, built this hospital. Does he have any less pleasure than the first guy? He doesn't have less pleasure. He has the same pleasure the first guy has, and the same pleasure the second guy has, and he has more. And he has the third level level of pleasure also. You're not losing. You're not losing out. You just have more. What Asaph didn't get, and why he's such a loser, is that. You're allowed to have tithes. That's not a problem. 
You just have to use them in the right way. You have to focus them. These times that a person has, this is, what, this is how you're going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's your job. Figure out all these things that you want. Figure out, that's your achrayas, to figure out how you're supposed to serve the Rabbani Shalom with them. That's your responsibility. That's why every single person has a little bit of a different desire. Some people like one thing, other people like other things. That's your achrayas. And of course, when you're teenagers, it's very hard. It's much harder. The Chavis Abba says it's much harder. If anyone saw, if you had an opportunity, someone sent me a clip of, this, of the SpaceX rocket, the most powerful rocket ever created. Yesterday, it got, it got pretty high. I find it amusing. At CNN, the, the, the lying news network, it shows the LNN, lying news network. They, all, what they came at is he, the rocket exploded. I find it amusing that, that even at this point that, they're, that people like, that they're making fun of this guy. All I know is the last 15 years, everything this Elon Musk said he's going to do, he's actually accomplished. So he says he's going to get a rocket to Mars. I'm starting to believe the guy. So last time that thing went up, it went up, I don't know, went up a couple thousand feet. Then this time it already got pretty much, you couldn't see it anymore. It even separated from the other thing and it, then they, it exploded then. So next time, he's gonna, he's, eventually the guy's going to get it right. He's going to keep on going. He's going to get this thing right. But it's huge. It's tremendously heavy. And to get that thing off the ground, the amount of power that it took to get that thing off the ground, it was, well, you, it's, it's, you see the, the amount of energy that it takes to get a rocket off the ground. It's unbelievable. But then once a rocket is in space, a little bit of a thrust, it could go 20, 30, 40,000 miles an hour. It's amazing how fast these things, they go around the Earth literally in an hour and a half. They're trying 26,000 miles. They're, dry, they're flying around the Earth. Very, it, takes very, it doesn't take that much effort. The nimshal is when a person is young, you have tremendous taivas and tremendous kaychas and tremendous abilities. And you have to use a lot of willpower. You have to use a lot of those kaychas to get yourself off the ground. It's not easy to develop a taste in learning. It's not so easy. But if you look around the base medicine, you see the guys that are learning. You take a look at Yitzhak Jerman. Does he look so like, does he look like he's having such a difficult time learning? And you don't even have to go so far. See Rabbi Senta over there. Does he look like he's having a hard time? He's not so much older than you guys. I see him learning. I see him doing first aid. I see him. He looks like he's enjoying himself. You know why? Because he is enjoying himself. But he was in ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. It was it was hard for him too. He also has ants in his pants. You can't see it now. It's hard to see. You don't you don't see it so much. But I remember. He also was jumping around. But he put in a tremendous amount of kaychas. And then, then you start, then you get to glide. You get to, you get to fly. It's hard. But it's so worth it. Just Esav, if he would have had this, 
He's so close, yet so far. The Rebbeinu Shlilim, and you see Yishmol at the end of the day, he did tshuva. He did tshuva. It wasn't meant to be. Yishmol was different. Yishmol wasn't meant to be from the Ovis. It doesn't say anywhere as far as I know that Yishmol was supposed to be one of the Ovis. But he did tshuva. The Torah says, Yishmol did tshuva. Esav, we don't find, we don't find in the end that Esav did tshuva. Fakir Chazal say he didn't. He could have and he missed. So sad. So let's just remember now, this time in our lives, whatever it takes, it takes koiches, to throw yourself into learning that first, the first year, the first two years, the, whatever it takes, that the beginning. But when you finish your first Masechta, I'll never forget the, the year I was 12th grade, I finished Masechta's Kedushin. I still get, when I talk about it, I still get goosebumps, the feeling that I get that I finished my first Masechta. Because it was hard. I worked on it the whole year, my whole year of 12th grade. I had to put in I, I, first Seder, second Seder, night Seder. And I also had plenty, I had plenty of time to have fun also. But I did it. It was a sense of accomplishment that, I, that I'll never forget. It's there, you have it. It's within your reach. Every one of us, it's within your reach. If you put in the time, every day, a little more, a little more, a little more, by the end of the year, you finish the Masechta, Gittin is so, fi- it's finishable. It's a finishable Masechta. All Masechtas you can finish. But Gittin, Kedushin, certain specific Masechtas, they're longer, but they're shorter. They're not so, so long. They also have a lot of Agarita, and they have a lot of interesting Inyonim, as you get to the later Prakim. It's so doable. But you got to put in the effort. But I promise you, you put in the effort at the end of the year, by the seum, you'll be flying. You'll feel different the rest of your life. You'll have a different feeling. I want to bench everyone. We, now is the time to put in these kaychas. When you put in the kaychas, Be'ez Hashem, you'll pay, you'll get the rewards. You have to, you know, be macabre with English spelling.